Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello. You're listening to BFN. This is a podcast about infertility, IVF, and the trials of trying for a baby. I'm Gabby. And I'm Emma. And we're both card-carrying members of the Infertility Club. fun one this time yeah we had all the ladies all the ladies up in here yeah yeah we had the brilliant amy and lucy from our big gay journey yes um talking about the process yep trying to have a baby how they're going about it Mm -hmm. um egg what's it called egg sharing yes yes yeah 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 um, which is quite an interesting thing. We've never talked about that before. No, um, those those two guys have been on the journey for quite a while, and mm-hmm. they've been documenting it in their YouTube um, video channel. Yeah, which is very exciting. Which we'll put a link to in the notes. Absolutely, um, you should definitely watch it. And um, and they're obviously big on Instagram as well. And yeah. it's just an interesting take on single sex couple trying to get top duff, <laughs> top duff, top duff. <laughs> um, and then you talked to Professor Tim. I did. Um, I somewhat selfishly uh, shoehorned in a question for Professor Tim about flying during the two-week wait. I mean, it actually would have been selfish for me as well, because I was I mean, going to fly. Yeah, I mean, it's selfish, but it's it's for everyone. We have to know this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone else might be sitting at home thinking, oh, I was going to go to New York during my two-week wait. What am I going to do now? Yeah. You know, it might <laughs> just be me. So hard. <laughs> um yeah um and then yeah you've got something to read out haven't you yeah um so following last week's episode we had um i mean we had quite a lot of emails but i thought this one was particularly interesting um so this is from a girl called kezi and she said i was so happy to listen to your recent podcast regarding ohss as i think it's something that really needs to be talked about i have pcos and i'm 26 years old and was told right at the start of my ivf treatment that i was high risk of ohss i went through ivf relatively okay i had 40 follicles and at egg collection they got 17 eggs to my surprise the clinic said i could have a fresh transfer and well i didn't argue I thought it was a bit odd, but I was so just so desperate to have a baby. And I didn't dare question their decision as I couldn't bear how long it would take me to get to that point. Familiar. 
yeah exactly i think we can all understand that mm-hmm. um i remember the days between egg collection and transfer feeling generally poorly dizzy bloated and painful i did mention it to a nurse who said she wasn't surprised as i had been poked around down there so i didn't mention it anymore and i didn't want to make a fuss or endanger them cancelling the transfer Five days after embryo transfer, I became very unwell with dizziness, nausea, shortness of breath, bloating, swelling and pain. I contacted my clinic who told me firstly that I was probably just constipated. Great, great move clinic, well done. Come on. Um, And later that night I was admitted to hospital because I became so unwell. To cut a long story short, I spent two weeks in hospital and nearly had to terminate my pregnancy. The good news is that the embryo had taken but it was making me very ill. Um, she's fine now that all went well the baby is fine but I think god it just gave me such a shock listening reading this yeah my clinic was so on it they were all over it that's great they were not letting me anywhere near those fresh embryos that's great but you know I think it's just such a lesson to everyone that we've got to look out for ourselves and if you are feeling out of sorts and you know that you're not fucking constipated (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for fuck's sake then i think we just need to be making a fuss about it and yeah make sure we're heard you know your own body don't you exactly yeah great advice mate yeah no, great advice. Good, good email worth mentioning um cool. apart from that yeah well um we'd say read the party we're in talks we are in talks so just leave it with us but yep. it'll, it'll be the april or may yeah <laughs> sometime around it'll be sometime during the fertility fest yeah um we are just trying to work out when exactly mm-hmm. but um but yeah cool more soon yeah but if you want to come can you let us know because the more people that we know are coming um obviously we'll put up an eventbrite page when it happens but the more people who kind of give us an indication that they might want to come the um the more confident we'll feel Exactly. In the planning and execution yes. thereof. Yes. We've already had quite a few people say they want to come. We have, yeah. Um, so, but yeah, it would be good to have mm-hmm. more of a feeling. And other than that, um, we'd love it if you could rate and leave a little review of us mm-hmm. um, on, well, Apple Podcasts or wherever else you get your podcasts. Yes. Um, and yeah, you can follow us on Instagram. At Big Fat Negative. On Facebook. Big Fat Negative. On Twitter. At Big Fat Negative. Or you can email us. Big Fat Negative Podcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you, so please do it. Absolutely. Right. Okay, guys. Enjoy, enjoy. the episode. Speak to you soon. Emma, how have you been? Um, I'm alright. Yeah? Chilled? Good. Um, what have I been doing this week? I have been watching a lot of Call the Midwife. Oh, yeah. Basically... All my friends used to watch it and they always used to be like, oh, it's so lovely. And then one day I tried to watch it and was like, oh, it's about people giving birth to babies. I can't watch this. Mm. So I just didn't watch it. Mm. And now I'm like binging on it. And it's like, it's like having a big cuddle with someone you quite like. Okay. It's like really bland, but you kind of need that in your life you know it's mm-hmm. like it's like under season chicken soup okay but that's all you want when you're ill you know right right okay so um and it's just quite sweet and nothing really that bad ever happens yeah i mean as previously discussed i will watch any period drama going yeah. and it is a period drama is it not and the outfits are really great mm. and there's people with great hair mm-hmm. and i'm quite glad 
to be in a position to watch it and I have been binging it and also my husband made a few episodes so I finally get to watch those when I say made I mean he did lighting on it it's not like he directed it but um and so you haven't watched it because it was for infertility reasons yeah I mean you you know you get bitter about your friends getting pregnant I mean this is like you don't want to watch Call the Midwife you I I think I would have found it hard to sympathize or empathize with any of the characters Mm. I'd have just been like, fuck off. Do you ever watch um, One Born Every Minute? I've never watched that. No. No. I've never watched it again. And I haven't watched Call the Midwife, but not for infertility reasons. Just because, well, I don't want to watch One Born Every Minute for a start. No, it just doesn't sound like something anyone should ever watch. I I never really put two and two together with Call the Midwife um, until I tried watching an episode. Oh. And then I was like, Oh, oh, I don't want to watch this. <laughs> I was like, I can't watch this. Oh, this isn't fun for me. Yeah. But anyway, so I'm on series three now. Wow. Yeah. That was quick. I've had a lot of time to myself. Okay. Yeah. Um, And there's an infertility storyline. Oh, yeah. Um, Lady can't give birth to a... Lady can't get pregnant, basically. And, and it's all her fault. Nothing to do with the man, I suppose. Well, uh, so she's she's an ex-nun, and I'm sorry if I'm giving you spoilers. Then just fast forward this bit because um, I don't think it's going to ruin anything for you to be honest. Um, so she's an ex-nun, and at one point she sits down with another one of the nuns, and the nuns like, "Don't worry, God's got a plan for you," which is religious. Just relax, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so I just got a bit annoyed with that and then I just got so annoyed because I knew there was going to eventually be a miracle baby and then I googled it and you didn't even wait to find out no because it's in three series time um but basically so it takes her three series to get miracle pregnant give a fuck like (laughs) come on let's be realistic here like when's it set did she what did she do 50s there's no IVF there's no IVF no there's no Clomid no there's no there's now not of anything, right? There's not of anything. Um, so, yeah, anyway, uh, sorry to spoil it for you, but she gets a miracle baby eventually. Though I'm not sure how. But I don't think Ooh. it's IVF because IVF didn't come in for ages. No, it's not going to be IVF. So, um, just got a bit cross at that because can we not just have like one realistic storyline, please? <laughs> I don't just think you can make that. Can we not just have one realistic infertility storyline? <laughs> Um, Not in Call the Midwife, probably. No. Let's be honest. Casualty? I suppose casualty. What would you have in casualty? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. They're probably just like a baby would drop out of the sky in dramatic fashion. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's I, I, it's stupid of me to get annoyed by that, especially in my present situation. But I just think it's unrealistic. Yeah. Like, anyway. Um, so that was uh, basically my week <laughs> getting cross like that. <laughs> and then um, the other thing is that I'm like beginning to get a little bit anxious and consult Dr. Google more regularly than usual because it's getting to the time that I come off my meds. Wow. Um, so I've been taking progesterone and a buttload of oestrogen. Oh, so you've still not been on oestrogen as well? Yeah. Is I'm, that everyone? Does everyone do that? I I think so. I thought it was just... I've only got progesterone. Mm-hmm. Bully for you. You should <clears throat> um, check with your clinic. <laughs> because, well, the oestrogen is used to build up your lining and obviously you were using uh, stims to build up <clears throat> your lining so you might want to just double check. Yeah, I'll probably need to get some. Um, so, yeah, I... I'm, like, quite conflicted because 
partly I'm really looking forward to it because right now I have six alarms a day and it drives me absolutely Mm. insane Mm. and because I'm going to bed at like eight o'clock every night and one of the alarms goes off at like 10 o'clock and it wakes me up every night Mm. I should change it but I don't (laughs) um so that's crazy and but I have I'm just anxious like because it's like a crutch is being taken away Mm, I see essentially so I've emailed my clinic three or four times just to triple or quadruple check definitely stopping and they're just like yeah just stop and I'm like just go cold turkey and they're like yeah just stop and I'm like but I and I've been looking up the science behind it do you want to know the science yes please okay so here's the science when a woman ovulates Mm -hmm. the egg obviously drops out of the follicle Mm -hmm. and what's left is called a corpus luteum Mm-hmm. which I can't remember what it, it... It translates as, like, golden body or something like that. Like, Not flaccid sack. Not flaccid sack. <laughs> that's what Can I'm imagining it looks like. we not use the F word on this podcast again? <laughs> um, anyway, um, that corpus luteum lets off progesterone. Right. So if you get pregnant, it keeps letting off that progesterone throughout Mm. the first trimester of your pregnancy meanwhile little embryo is in there developing a placenta Mm. placenta um doesn't actually take over from the woman's body until like 10 to 12 weeks okay so the reason that um ivf patients take progesterone is to essentially mimic what that corpus luteum would have done. So I didn't ovulate, obviously, during my FET cycle. Okay, yeah. So I've been taking progesterone. Now, what I'm freaking out about is that my placenta hasn't taken over. My placenta. It's not mine. It's the baby's. <laughs> but the, the placenta hasn't taken over, and I'm going to come off the progesterone, and everything's going to go tits up. Um... So that's just something that you've kind of made up in your mind as, yes. as something that could happen, and not ha- something that is is an actual no. <laughs> real present danger. And I have been Googling coming off IVF meds, miscarriage, like in in all its forms. Mm. Can't find a single post. <laughs> Every combination not of one. words possible. You'd think there'd be some person that it happened to, but no. Not a single person. Not not one person. Okay, not even a crazy person on a, like a no. mum's thread. No, there's a couple of people who've had like bleeds. Okay. But okay. nobody's... As far as I can tell, not a single person has lost their baby as a result of coming off IVF meds. Okay. And yet I'm still freaking out. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess everyone must worry about that a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. I think it, yeah, you know, I mean, like it's totally understandable. I've had a lot of conversations with people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you know, let's, let's hold on to those statistics that you've managed to find of, of zero times this has happened before <laughs> and just you know just grasp onto that as you free fall without the meds i mean it's qualitative research not quantitative but yeah yeah um more to the point how are you hey yeah i'm good yeah 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 um i I've fallen off the wagon a bit um, since my egg collection. <laughs> in terms You've of, been out on the lash? Not out on the lash, I wouldn't say. Um, but I have been enjoying white wine, ah. which I hadn't been doing for a long time previously. And 
Also drinking caffeinated flat whites with gay abandon. Oh, my God. I know. Sacrilege. I've really just, yeah, I've really regressed. Um, <laughs> and I'm kind of now I'm, I'm doing that thing in my head where I'm like, right, okay, so um, how long do I really need to be giving up this stuff for before I'd have my... Um, before I have my frozen embryo transfer. Probably zero days, if we're honest. Oh, I don't know. I think, so I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but, um, you know, I was really smug when I gave up caffeine and I was like, I'm just drinking decaf and it tastes great. Yeah. And then kind of said the same thing to the acupuncturist. And was like, yeah, I have decaf every day. Name, name, name. And she was like, "Mm, yeah, decaf's potentially not great. Because... (laughs) Um, of the way in which some coffee makers remove the caffeine is a chemical process, which if you're going all in on this kind of avoiding chemicals thing is kind of against the the point, really. So you're swapping caffeine for something else that's potentially not ideal. I just think you're going to be all right. I'm just like, I don't know what to do. I don't want to... be really controversial but I had a decaf latte about half an hour before my embryo transfer I think that's fine and I was okay well well so what I I was a bit shocked to find out that my plan of decaf all the time wasn't as great as I thought it was so what the so where I've gotten to is that I'm just gonna have a little bit of caffeine I mean maybe the odd the odd decaf I'm just not gonna go Falls deep on either of them. Yeah, that's basically. Right. <laughs> NHS guidelines is that you can have one coffee a day. Yeah. No, well, that's what the acupuncturist said. She was like, maybe you're better off just having a bit of caffeine. And I was like, oh god. So yeah. So so at the moment, I am balls deep in caffeine, but I will probably be reducing that as I balls get... deep in caffeine. <laughs> to the time. <laughs> oh um, my god, the stuff we talk about. On I here. know. I know. I'm it's... so embarrassed. Oh, if I looked at myself saying this stuff and you. Like two years ago, I'd have been like, "Who are What's you? With you people, you're mental." I know we are mental. We're but... gonna in two years' time. We're gonna look back and have that conversation with ourselves. Yeah, like, I can't remember that time I gave yeah. up caffeine and yeah, I was worried about caffeine. the chemicals. And... Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, in yeah. So in other news, I got my period um, post collection. Mm. The old post collection period. Um, wow. Yeah, that was something. <laughs> Not so good. No, man. I woke up in the middle of the night in absolute bulk and had to like crawl into the, the kitchen and get the Nurofen and like bosh a load of them. And I don't, to be fair, I'm quite lucky in that I don't really get period pain. Okay. So this is probably the kind of pain that most women experience on a monthly basis. And it was just a bit of a shock to me because I was like, this never happens. I didn't know that about you. Yeah, I don't really get period pain. I get the odd twinge like on... I know a little bit about it, but I'm I'm definitely not reaching for painkillers. I don't think you and I can be friends anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. And sorry, everyone out there who has really bad period pains. But I was just taking a bit aback by it. So yeah, I was boshing painkillers for a few days after that. And um, I also realised that it was the first month in like 18 months that I hadn't tried to get pregnant and was it you know holding out some hope that I was pregnant so like I just totally breezed into the period I hadn't (laughs) checked my period tracker to see when it was due hadn't worked out the day on which I would be officially in the late zone you know stuff like that where I've usually worked out and I check my app daily just hadn't done any of it It was just like not bothered 
I read um, someone's Instagram post today where they were like, um, infertility is uh, like, it was something like some months hoping your period doesn't come and some months hoping it comes sooner. Mm. And that is. That's true. Yeah. But it, it like, I was free for one month. I didn't care about my period. That's wasn't so even great. waiting for it. Didn't Wasn't checking where it was. Wasn't hoping it wouldn't come. Wasn't really hoping it for it to come at all. Didn't really care. Wow. <sighs> Felt good, man. That well, it didn't feel great. good when it came. Obviously, that was something yeah. else. But um, but yeah, it felt quite good. God, freedom. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, and yeah. So in other news, I've got um, I've got my checkup with the doctor on Tuesday with a fertility doctor. Yes, <laughs> not just a, any not just old doctor. Getting your weight and height check. <clears throat> yeah, no, to go again to talk about my terrible periods I'm experiencing. <laughs> no, um, so I'm going to the clinic on Tuesday to talk about. Well, what happens next? Okay. Because actually, I haven't spoken to the doctor since the egg collection. I've spoken to the embryologist, obviously, lovely person. And I've spoken to the nurses, also lovely people, but no doctor. So, um, so yeah, because I mean, I've been guessing that I'll have a frozen embryo transfer around the beginning of March, but that's just a guess. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, I'm going to speak to them on Tuesday and find out what the actual deal is. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. I imagine they'll just go, oh, whenever you're ready. Oh, which will be frustrating, won't it? Yeah. Well, as soon as possible, please. Yes, next week, ideally. Yeah, exactly. And then I'll speak to them probably about the New York thing and whether it's a good idea to travel or a very bad idea to travel. And you know what they'll say. It's up to you. Yeah. If you think do your body we, can take it. Do what you feel is right. Yeah. Um, And then I realised all of this stressing about whether I should get my transfer before New York or wait another month. I remembered what happened to you. And I was like, Emma didn't get her transfer when she thought she was going to get it. Then she definitely didn't get it after that when she thought she was going to get it. So yeah. actually me sitting here being like, oh, I don't know if I should have it on the 8th of March or the 8th of April. <laughs> it's probably not going to work out that way anyway. Mate, you'll probably be fine. It's just my shitty body. Like, mm. uh, this is the thing. I think, and I've had a couple of conversations with people about this. You just can't plan when you're doing IVF. Exactly. You can't make any plans. Mm. And if you do make plans, that's probably a month out. Yeah. And I think this is the thing that I've found hardest is in two years of doing IVF. I maybe went on holiday twice mm. for a couple of days at a mm. time. Went to your wedding. Thank you for using up one of your holidays for my wedding. Thanks. Um, for thanking me. <laughs> um <laughs> And I've been waiting a year and a half for that. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I used. I went to somebody else's wedding, but I used most of my holiday for IVF. Mm. And oh yeah, and we went on the like last minute. My cycle's just been cancelled. Holiday that cost us more than any time I've ever been to America, even though we were just going to Greece. Yeah. Um. And yeah, just you just can't make plans, pal. I'm sorry. Well, the thing is. Uh, yeah, I realise that. Um, and, you know, I'll speak to them about March. I'll speak to them about the idea of a holiday and I'll continue to consider whether or not yeah. it's a good idea to be in New York when I find out whether it's mm. worked or not. Because that's a whole other concept, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think I do need to remember that it might not actually happen when I think it's going to happen. Yeah. So, chill out, maybe? Yeah. Um, so, I like the fact that you went really posh just then. I don't know why. So, chill out, maybe? <laughs> so, like, yeah. 
take a chill pill. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Okay. In other news, I've been going to yoga. Oh, you fucking smug bastard. Yeah, yeah. I'm one of those tossers. <sighs> but I... <laughs> And in like, this is such a classic story. I think this happens to everyone who starts yoga. Okay. So I bought a two-week unlimited class pass. Ah, and I was like, I'm going to go every day. I'm going to be such a yogi by the end of it. I'm going to be able to bend backwards on a fucking two-penny coin. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and went twice, feeling okay. pretty smug at this point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twice, and like, um, in Twice, I'm going to say, in three days. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then just, then just stopped, <laughs> then just stopped. And in that two weeks, I didn't even manage to make my money back. Cause like, if you pay for two weeks is the price, it's more than the price of two, uh, classes. So I'm actually down about two pounds. Um, so when you say I've been doing yoga, yeah, I've been done yoga twice. <laughs> um, I take back those swears that I directed at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like everyone else that tries yeah. But I, I, I'm determined. I did enjoy it a lot. So I okay. am going to go back. I just wasn't quite as committed as I thought I was going to be. God, I did I did a load of yoga at the beginning of last year because my lovely friend Holly, who sometimes listens. Hi, Holly. Hi, Holly. Um, it, like, basically dragged me. Okay. And we went a lot of times, but because oh, I live in West London... There are a lot of West London people there and oh. they were all so good at yoga. And I am just, I've got terrible balance. Like I've basically broken both my ankles before and mm. I just can't balance on either of them because mm. they're like Bambi's ankles. Oh dear. And I'm a big girl. Um, <laughs> and You're tall. You're a tall girl. Yeah, You're a but girl. like, you know, Bambi's ankles could not really sustain me. No. And I'm not very bendy at all. And I was just like by far and away the worst even worse than like the elderly people <laughs> and there was this woman there who was about seven months pregnant who was a lot better at it than me and at that point I just got really cross and stopped going yeah the pregnant woman really ruined it for me well I yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna try I'm gonna keep going I'm not yeah. I uh, I'm not good okay not the worst in the class though I don't oh, think fuck you yeah mm-hmm. yeah not the worst in the class okay uh but yeah, I'm going to keep going. Okay, well, you keep I'm, going. I'm we sure, can talk about it next I'm week. I'm sure I'll update um, further. <laughs> I'm going to ask you every week. From now yeah, on. how many times have you been yoga? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> how many times have you been this week? Yeah, <laughs> I'll start lying to you. Yeah, I'll be like, what kind was it this time? Was it a vinyasa flow? Because <laughs> that's the only one I know. <laughs> what else did I do? Uh, oh, don't know. Hatha. Hatha <laughs> yoga. That's a slow one for beginners uh, like me. Yin yoga. That's, that's yin the really yoga. slow one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's one where you sleep. I did that one. I do that every night. Yeah, I know. It's amazing. I was... So it's like half was like a normal class of yoga and then half was like sleeping with a weird, nice smelling beanbag on your eyes. Oh. <laughs> and, and she came around and like rubbed tiger balm into my shoulders while I had my eyes closed pretending to be sleeping. Okay. And it was quite nice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I anyway. Don't I don't know if I'm comfortable with physical contact. I liked it. Okay. Mm. All right then. Yeah. Well, I look forward to you updating the listeners next week. So do I. <laughs> cool fact. 
a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So every time we um, do a podcast, we start off asking people about their journey, <laughs> and you guys actually have a legit journey because that's yes. what your thing it's called. Um, so tell us about it. You can go first. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Hopefully you understand me. <laughs> um, so yeah, we have um, our Instagram and that, which is called our Big Day Journey. Um, very imaginative. <laughs> and the YouTube as well. Yeah, so we thought we wanted to have a baby. So we was like, hmm, kind of need a bit of help with that, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> so headed over to the GP. Well, we kind of had an idea, didn't we, that um, we wouldn't get any help from our GP or anything. Hmm. But we went over just to try and get a couple of question, like questions answered. And um, he didn't have a clue. Uh, he just literally, what was it? He looked at. He looked at. He, he had like, a squeaky bum moment. Yeah. <laughs> I'll ask someone. Um, but yeah, he went to a gynecologist, and then the next thing we got a letter through the post that said, "Oh, we've referred you to a fertility clinic," and we were like, "Ah, amazing." Okay. Um, okay. Because at this point we were just after questions and answers. Yeah. So we've it was like, okay, asked. we've got a referral. Um. So when we got to this clinic, um, it all they just did all their tests and everything, and we ended up doing the three IUIs which okay. unfortunately didn't work. We're currently, where are we at, like... So we've when the three IUIs failed, we looked at doing, like, egg sharing because IVF is very expensive. So what is what exactly is egg sharing? So egg sharing is, like, a normal IVF cycle, mm-hmm. um, but when you do your egg collection, half of your eggs will be donated to an unknown recipient. Okay. Um, so that's great to be able to help someone that's... Yeah no doubt been struggling for a very long time and help ourselves at the same time yeah because it kind of redu- it reduces the cost for us okay so i don't know like i to be honest i think was it between six and ten thousand which they because you have to pay for your sperm as well um, mm. so it takes the price down to maybe a grand and a half yeah oh, wow like, so it's a massive huge, difference huge that's difference. incredible and considering we've already spent what six seven grand on just the iois so it was like we needed the help, otherwise they're about to take a big long break. <laughs> so the NHS, you didn't get anything on the NHS? No. no, so the way the NHS works at the moment, it's again like the postcode lottery, Yeah. as everyone else is. Mm-hmm. Um, but where we are in London, um, you have to pay for six IUIs. Um, so you pay for 
being an NHS clinic, you only have, actually have to pay for the actual IUI procedure itself okay, so and the medication yeah. and the sperm. Uh-huh. Um, and then, like, all the consultations and the scans were free. Okay. Well, but then, then they put you on yeah. a waiting list. Um, if you get six failed ones, they put you on the waiting list, and then you get your IVF. One round oh. for free. Okay. God, so, that's so convoluted. Yeah. yeah. So well, you, it's different everywhere as well. Yeah. So you already had to go through this sperm donation process yeah. at that point. How that did that go fun. down? Was it fun? Yeah, I imagine it being quite fun. fun. It was like online shopping. It was great fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, having, like, the, the bank, well, at our NHS clinic, they didn't have a bank affiliated with the clinic. So they recommended two sperm banks, which was European Sperm Bank and Zytex, which is in America. Mm. Um, so we started shopping Absolutely. There. Like, so we loved the European <laughs> one. And we went to, you know, the, the fairs that they have on? We went to mm-hmm. them and spoke to them at the, um, what are they called? Fertility the show? Yeah. 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 yeah, the booths. We yeah. went and spoke to them at the booths. Um, and we did really like the European Sperm Bank. They just didn't have as much choice they didn't as, have as Zytex. Much choice. And Zytex, like, was amazing. Like, <laughs> like Lou said, it was online shopping. You could look at baby pictures and adult pictures of oh the donor. Mm. <laughs> Which you don't get anywhere in the UK. And that's the only website that we've seen, even in America, that gives that kind of information. Like, so you don't get photos in the UK? No, it's no. not allowed. So <gasps> basic in the UK. And that is kind of important, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, that's what we thought. Some, some people don't like to see the pictures. Um, so you can... I wanted to see a picture. Yeah, yeah. we wanted to see a picture. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, that, I mean, we had this exact conversation with Jocelyn, didn't we, a few episodes ago. Like, that is how we choose a mate. Exactly. Humans. Like, you go for someone hot, right? Yeah, this is exactly. what I said. <laughs> That's how we kind of narrowed it down. We didn't really have any characteristics that we were looking for. We just went through the pictures and was like, he's cute, he's cute, he's cute, he's cute. <laughs> and then we'll look at them we in more did. detail. And then we looked at the, what was written about them. So we did take one of the, like, what was written into account as well. And, like... But after you'd been... A, you after we'd <laughs> kind of narrowed them down from the photos. He's beautiful, though. Yeah. Like... I would marry him. All right. <laughs> Tell me about him. Yeah. What does he do? What's, do um, you you okay. don't have things like names, yeah. right? So we don't shared five it. facts about him, okay, with like friends and family and things. Okay. So we decided not to share anything else because we wanted to make sure when our kid is born and we want them to be the first people who read his profile in full. Okay. Other than us. Oh, <laughs> so what, what did we share though? He was he's ambidextrous. Oh, oh which wow. I thought was intriguing. Quite I'll, I'll find the picture. That's <laughs> mysterious. Um, he had a degree in business finance. Mm-hmm. Good, solid. Mm-hmm. He was tallish. I can't remember the exact height. Um, he was tall enough. Dark, and dark, hair, dark hair and dark, and dark eyes. eyes. Okay. Oh, so that's nice. what we've chosen to share with Very people. Very good. Oh my god. Don't need to look for my picture now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! And so you've had his sperm for for all three IUIs. Yep. And then now for IVF as well. Oh, there's a story behind that one, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, we, yeah, go on. We wanted to keep him because <laughs> you're in a relationship. Um, we yeah, we we spent a lot of time choosing him, so we mm. didn't want to change because we had an attachment with him. We'd kind of planned to have a baby with him in a way (laughs) and yeah so when we went to the new private clinic because the nhs one didn't offer egg sharing so we had to go to a private clinic they didn't have a license to import from america so if you're out so only certain clinics in the uk have licenses to do that but we kicked up enough of a fuss that they spoke to the HFEA and uh, got special really? authorization for us. I was, I, was on my, I was on my lunch break at work and I got a text off Lucy saying we couldn't use him. I 
put my I put my um, sandwich down out of my coffee when I was in the queue for Costa for a strop so I didn't get my coffee. And I <laughs> rang the HFEA and I'm on the phone. Today. <laughs> but it worked, you know. Like, it worked. Oh my God. Did you cry? Did you yeah. bring out the tears? Yeah, for sure. I, I, was sat in I the, didn't cry. I, I was, was a bit more level-headed. <laughs> oh no, I was just really angry and sat in the canteen <laughs> crying. And then when I came back around, I realised I really wanted that coffee that was in the queue for <laughs> Um, it took us about how long did it take to get sorted? About a week. Yeah. Oh wow, that's really quick. Yeah. We're, to we, get like we pested them a lot. It, like to actually change something within a mm. clinic. Yeah. yeah. No, Just it was goes good. to show that if you are are willing to be pushy, you can probably. Oh, do absolutely. Most yeah. Totally. And I think that's why, like, I like I, I work in the NHS, and you get parents which are really pushy, and mm. it can be really frustrating for you. But at the same time, you kind of understand why people are pushy mm. because mm. if you're not pushy, you're not going to get anywhere, and that's actually mm. how it shows. Yeah, closed mouths don't get fed. This is what I always think about because I remember when I was um having my waiting for my second laparoscopy, um, they were like, "It's a twelve week wait," and then, and then I like I had to go for some kind of pre op mm. thing, and that was about four weeks after I got referred. And then at the appointment, the guy was like, it's it's a 12-week wait. And I was like, from now? And he was like, yes. Oh, my God. And I was like, what the actual fuck? <laughs> and phoned... First of all, I phoned the clinic. They didn't know who to speak to, so they referred me to a different part of the hospital. Who referred me to a different part of the hospital. Who referred me to a different part of the hospital. <laughs> who finally... Um, told me the name of the person who like books the appointments but they gave it to me on like the DL they were like do not tell anyone I've given you and so I phoned this woman this poor woman whose name was Miriam like, you telling everyone now yeah. <laughs> God, oh, Miriam. can't remember her surname can't remember her job title but um, she was like basically I phoned her every day and was like have you got any cancellations have you got any cancellations have you got any cancellations and then she was finally like look I can put you on a list for next week and I was like <laughs> she was amazing yes. she was probably like looking at me and oh my gosh I forgot to answer <laughs> exactly and then I was like um I was like oh god do you know you've changed my life like you've helped me so much thank you so much like what you do is so important Oh, so you'd have loved her then? Well, I just made sure that she knew. Because yeah, I'm sure that made her day. Yeah, yeah, like, she was a shitty admin. Like, her job yeah. was fucking thankless. So I was just yeah. like... She said it every time she answered the phone. She's like, hello. <laughs> the, the person that that first clinic that we were at, there, she was always on the desk. She looked so miserable all the time. And every time, I was like, hi, yeah, good morning. I, I yeah. just felt like I had to... Like, when we left, I was like, Lucy, can we buy her some chocolate? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to get just, that woman to smile. Yeah. We've not actually told them that we've left yet, though. <laughs> so, um... So you've won and you've got your sperm. We won. You got your guy. <laughs> we've got, got three vials of it, just as okay. Just, just in case. And how, three much, vials. How, how much does it take to fertilise um, some eggs? Oh, well, so yeah. A they'll vial. Use, they'll, they'll use one vial per okay. go usually. But, okay. f- um, but for IVF, isn't it? They just so basically you pay for the sperm and there's like what ten million in there. Or yeah, something? there'll be millions of little swimmers. And then for IUI, you just put it in don't you yeah like it. but then for the other they take what did you say like th- however many eggs th- you've got like they choose the best ones and... and i'm like oh my gosh i've just paid yeah. like 10 million of them dudes like and you're gonna take like three or something yeah, <laughs> yeah so we I... have to we have to do ICSI. yeah i was gonna say um, i'm just saying you're doing ICSI. because well we're not really sure why they just told us that we had to because we were using donor sperm okay um yeah I don't know we why. think it might be because it's frozen and then thawed and that okay. might have an impact but we Maybe. put it out on our instagram and People, people had, didn't really get it. Be, people yeah. had different yeah. ideas as to why. Our <laughs> clinic told us not to freeze sperm because they didn't think it was as good quality, so that might be it. Yeah, actually. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. 
we oh, were happy to do the ICSI though like we were going to ask yeah. anyway because mm. obviously it in- increases the chances right so Hopefully. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm doing ICSI as well, so hit fingers And so with the egg sharing, you had to go through some testing for that as well, right? So, so many tests. Yeah, they well, took, how does that all work? They took half my blood. Are you okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm all right now. Again, I did a really good job watching. And so they did just the gen- generic IVF blood tests, um, but they also did genetic testing to make sure I'm not a carrier for any genetic conditions that we could pass down like cystic fibrosis wasn't it and then some other one that i could never even begin to say all sorts of stuff that you'd have never thought of. okay um but yeah and that cool. come back fine yes congrats and you just just found that out right just this week found that out yeah congratulations yeah it took four weeks well it was meant to take four weeks for that to come back but obviously that was a four weeks over christmas four weeks uh, <laughs> so that was more like Five and a bit weeks. Yeah, so, forget about that. I was like, can you um, message them? Can you call them? She's like, anyway, it's still Christmas. No, I'm not going to phone them on Christmas Day. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> and so what's the next steps then? Well, we now need to get matched with a recipient, which we found out, well, a voicemail on Friday told me that we had been matched. Oh, wow. So we were offered up to a recipient the day that we found out our genetic testing was, well, our my genetic testing was clear. Um, they offered me to the first couple on their waiting list, which is about four months, they said. Yeah, four months long wow. people are waiting list for people to That's have amazing eggs. that you're helping them as well. Like, that's such a nice thing. I really, really hope, of course I hope that we get pregnant, but like, I really hope that like the recipient and Luce does. Like, how amazing yeah. would that be that like, if you've both just got everything uh-huh. that you want? Yeah. Yeah. Would you find out? If we ask, we can find out, yeah. Okay. Would you meet them? No, no. we okay. they'll, they'll stay anonymous to us. Okay. Um, likewise with the donor for our sperm, we, we won't know who they are. When the child is 18, they can find out their last known details, Okay. Um, oh, which will be the same for me. So mm. this child will be able to find my details when they're 18. Wow, that is incredible, isn't it? It's, yeah. I, think, I just <laughs> think it's, it's amazing what, it can, what can even be done. Like. Mm. Yeah. And so, so cool. So when do you start the drugs and stuff? Well, now that we've been matched, I keep missing phone calls from the clinic, as <laughs> it always happened. So when I'm trying to call them back, they're again not answering. Oh yeah, that sounds pretty classic. Yeah, um, yeah. and we just need to book in some appointments um, wow. to So they have make to match your cycles, right? So mm. Lucy will have to start to take the pill um, just to match her cycle with the recipient. Mm-hmm. Which baffles me, taking the pill to get pregnant. <laughs> it's really you guys, Did you guys do that? Like, Did you have to do that? I Actually, on this cycle, I didn't. They didn't put me on the pill for some reason. Yeah, I don't. I, don't, I still don't know why. Why is it? I don't. I don't. I don't know. It's to don't it's know. to like regulate your cycle basically. Okay. Yeah. But um, with this, I think I kicked up such a stink <laughs> about it that I just yeah just didn't. didn't. Yeah, and I think <laughs> I reacted really badly to it um, no, a couple of cycles ago, which is why I had to cancel yeah. one of them. See, I've never taken the pill, so who knows. Oh. oh my gosh! Well, I've never had any need to. to get away from it. <laughs> no, fair enough. Uh, well, you might like. I didn't have any side effects when I took it for yeah. ten years. Um, so you might you might be fine. Like I wouldn't worry about it too much. I felt tired for ten years. Did you? Yeah. And then I came back and I was like, Oh wow, this is what it's person you could have been. I could be an athlete. <laughs> <laughs> I started running three months after I came off the pill. Oh, well, and I'd never go. run before. Well, there's no coincidence in that. <laughs> so can I go back a little bit? Did you guys both know that you always wanted to have kids or was it something you came to when you met each other? I've always known I've wanted kids. Yeah, I've always wanted them. 
Um, there's a bit of a difference. Like, so everybody always asks how we come to the decision that Lucy had carry. Mm, that was on my list. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, so the the way it, I'm not. I don't know how to say it without that, like it sounding brutal. Like I'm not as bothered whether I carry or not. Like it's not as big of a deal to me. Um, It'll be our child, and you know it. Yeah, it'll be our child. and Luce has got more. I want to do yeah. it more. Mm. Mm-hmm. I've got more of a draw I'm to it. I'm completely happy for you to do that. If you want to do that. <laughs> you don't want you to want stretch marks on the tummy. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's pretty much what it is. <laughs> to be fair, like it's funny how some women are really drawn to it. Like I was always like that. I wanted to be pregnant. Yeah. Um, some women are just really drawn to it. Some women are not so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm completely ready to be a mum. Yeah. If somebody said to me now, oh, Lucy can't do it, you've got to get pregnant, I, I would probably poop myself <laughs> I, I would be so scared i'd do it but i'd be so scared i was gonna say but you would you would yeah, do it you can't answer it I'd be like, oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> and it works well with like work wise i've been working in my job for longer yeah um and your work's very flexible in terms of shifts she does mm. longer hours and less days so she'd be at home more okay it works better with life as well whereas yeah. i seem to work every day how it's like how has your family and your friends reacted to this? How, like, what has everybody said? Has anybody been a dick about it? Um, so my family um, have been really good. Okay, everyone, yeah. like, so my dad was just like really happy because he was, he'd never said it to me, but that was one of his concerns that I wouldn't, he wouldn't have a grandchild. Mm. Um, so he was really happy when we told him, wasn't he? And my yeah, mom, so was my dad as yeah, well. Yeah, your dad was chuffed. <laughs> um, that means happy. Um, <laughs> Northern translation. <laughs> Love it. Thank you for that. We weren't sure. <laughs> and like my grandma was, um, my grandma's been oh. awesome. She was like knitting little outfits and oh. sent them in the post. Bit soon. Bit <laughs> soon, but it was so cute. Like it just made me really happy how excited she was. It was yeah. really um, cute. We've not, like, we've not received that... one in a while. No, we haven't. Um, have a word. I think I think the only kind of it wasn't necessarily negative, but a couple of people. Like yeah, a couple of people in my family were a bit wary. Um, really? like concerns about when the kid's a bit older and them being bullied for having two mums and also concerns about putting our life on social media and in this process. Yeah, we're sharing. sharing a lot. So they were quite concerned about that. But everyone that I think that's just an an, an initial shock, yeah. isn't it? It's a yeah. big thing, so And what would you say has been the kind of biggest challenge so far that you've faced, is it? As you've been along on the journey. What is the biggest challenge? Um, I, well, I don't know. I guess money would be one challenge because yeah. since before we started this, we've known we'd be paying for it. Mm. And have you um, had any kind of funding help? Like, have you gone to... No, no, nothing at all. Um, we've had a bit of help from family, like my dad's... Yeah, oh my gosh, given, that was the cutest thing. At, at Christmas, um, we went to get my Christmas present from my dad and he gave me a... Nice big check, and I just cried. Aww. Yeah, don't cry right now. I'm not. I'm not gonna cry right now. I'm not a crier, and I don't. I just no, don't know what to she, say. She gave it me to open. So this big present's here, okay? And then this envelope, which she thought was the card. So she goes, "Here, you can have the envelope." Because it had both fun. Because I'm yeah, only interested in the big present. Lucy just wanted all the chocolate that she knew was in this big bag, and I opened it, and I was like. And she's looking at me, and I doesn't. Like, like, oh, I just <laughs> gave the check to Lisa. I didn't know what to do. Um. But yeah, because we've always known that we'd be paying for it, so we saved a lot before. So the challenge mm. when it wasn't working was making sure we had the money to continue because mm. we didn't want to stop. But thankfully, that's been crisis averted. Yeah, yeah. touch wood as long as it works relatively. 
not mm. too far away. I'm hoping that it works. Um, what other challenge? Waiting. Oh my oh god, gosh. yeah. <laughs> the head fucks. Yeah, absolutely. The two week waits. Uh, my biggest challenge is probably when we've done the negative pregnancy test. Mm, yeah. And like, I've been upset, but when Lisa's got really upset, like, feeling like, oh my gosh, I, I actually can't do anything mm. to make her feel okay. Mm. And that, made, that was probably my biggest challenge. Like, it made me so sad and just not knowing what to do. So I've yeah. definitely got in touch with my emotions going make through it this. Oh, yeah. She yeah. said I was emotionless before. <laughs> <laughs> found it. <laughs> I definitely found it. It's, I think that's, it's really interesting because one thing that we, um, my husband John has always said is that when we go to our IVF clinic, he feels really left out. Like, they never talk to him. <laughs> they always just talk to me. Really? And do you, I mean, Amy, as a woman, do you feel like that or do they, do they tend to mm. involve you in... I think stuff. they've involved me quite well, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Like, there's never been a point... They might be worried about not involving you. Yeah, no, there's, <laughs> never, there's never been a point that I've, like, really felt discluded from anything. Okay. Um, but then you are quite talkative in yeah, the appointments. Yeah, I'll kind of speak up and say things, while, even while Lucy's kind of behind that curtain. Like I'll be asking <laughs> questions and things so that they, they can't really ignore me anyway because okay. <laughs> I don't really give them a chance to. And then, and how, I mean, you said there you, your family were a bit nervous about you sharing everything. Mm. Um, how has the YouTube channel gone down? Has it, like, has it helped? Absolutely. Oh, so much. I only cannot explain to you how scared I was to do YouTube. <laughs> We've, we've absolutely loved doing it. It was a big shock when we first started because it's very much outside our comfort zone. Mm. Very much putting ourselves out there and very much expecting people to take the mickey out of us, like people that we knew. Um, no, but you know what? Nobody did. In yeah. my university friends, I fully expected to at least have the banter with me about it. Yeah. And everyone's just been really supportive. Mm. And yeah. We've got to speak to and meet so many amazing people that have just supported us throughout and if we've ever had any questions or worries we've been mm. able to put out a video yeah. and there's you like a flood answers, of comments yeah, yeah do you guys yeah. have like youtube buddies in the same way like we you know yeah 100 there's people which like like there's there's like a small group of people which i definitely class as like our proper friends yeah. and if we were like most of them live in america and kind of doing things and i will if we ever went when we're out there i'd 100 percent like say oh do you want to hang out like hmm. definitely it's 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 been really nice. Yeah, it's been lovely. And, like, have you, you know, has the response from viewers been universally good? Yeah. Have you had any dicks? Um, just, like, well. you know, like, the <laughs> odd troll that told me I was the devil the other day. I Sweet. was like, okay, cool, yeah. yeah. We <laughs> Back obviously, at you. We obviously get the people who search out for, like, gay channels, lesbian couples, and they comment yeah. about how we're going to hell and... But in the grand scheme of things, like that. <laughs> I think we've had maybe three. Yeah, we've not had too many. I expected it to be a lot worse than it was, but... Cool. The support was massively outweighed. I think that's the important the thing, isn't it? When the noise is actually support and then yeah. it's yeah. a tiny wee voice that's going, you don't agree with what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, exactly. drowned out oh, by... That's nice. Like, you're, what is it? You're, you're living the life of the devil. I was like, okay, cool, oh, thank wow. you. And so, uh, I guess to kind of wrap up, the, would you guys have any advice for other couples who are going to go through the same process as you um, looking back? Um, I guess... When we initially started looking, we had no idea that the NHS could offer anything at all. Anything at all. Mm. So we didn't know that they offered the six IUIs and then you get one IVF for free. So our only advice, I guess, would be to go to speak to your GP 
see what the regulations are in your area. Mm. So if you're eligible to go through that, because it is a bit cheaper than doing it in the private, even paying for the IUIs. Because you don't pay for them consultations, do you? And the scans, um, so... Yeah, so my main advice would be speak to your GPs and mm. be a bit And as, I would say, like, as well, like, off, more than likely you're going to get hit by your, from your GP with, oh, um, I don't know, we don't do it, you need to go private. But just fight it and be like, just push for it. Yeah. 100%, because if you push for it, you're going to get there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do your research. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Okay, well, guys, thank you so much. It's been so nice to talk to you. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Do your research and watch your YouTube. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And Instagram. Actually, what is your YouTube address? Uh, YouTube is youtube.com forward slash our big gay journey. So if you just search our big gay journey, we'll cool. be there. And Instagram is our big gay journey. Our big gay journey. Lovely. Thanks, guys. Thank, thank you so you. much. Now it's time for. Ask the expert. Yay! AKA Tim Child. Professor Tim Child. Professor Tim Child, medical director at Oxford Fertility. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fluid and and just it just, just rolls off the it tongue. It absolutely does. Um, so this is an issue that affects like a surprisingly high number of people. We've had emails about it before. Mm. Gabby's about to read out an email. Yeah. But um, I just before my embryo transfer. <sighs> No one can plan anything around IVF. Like, mm. we all know that. You can't plan anything. If you're starting IVF, don't start planning holidays. It's a terrible idea because your IVF will definitely coincide with it. So I didn't plan any holidays last year at all, except to go and visit Sweden, where my sister lives, for her 30th birthday. Lo and behold, the one time that we managed to do an embryo transfer is around my sister's 30th birthday. So I couldn't go to Sweden mm. and surprise her with the rest of my family. Um, you couldn't? Well, I didn't. You could have. Yes. But I just, I, from a personal point of view, I did not feel comfortable flying because I know that when I have flown, I feel tired, I feel rough, my skin is like wrinkled like a prune. Like, I just, if that's what it does to my body, like what's it, is that going to help the embryo to implant? Not in my opinion. Mm. But... Like, you you now have this issue too. I do have this issue, um, because unlike you, I have been planning holidays. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, didn't expect, obviously, because we were doing IVF in January, didn't expect our holiday in March to be impacted by that. But, of course, of course it was. in a similar twist of fate, mm-hmm. we're doing my embryo transfer, um, well, maybe doing the embryo transfer right before the holiday, which yeah. is, I mean... That you know, there's a there's so many different arguments because on the other side of it, you could go on holiday and have a really nice relaxing time, which is yeah. exactly what apparently you need to do after an embryo transfer. Well, before my last one, my first one, we went to no, not before, after my first one, like two days after, we went to Cornwall. Mm. We just drove down there and had a really nice time and didn't get pregnant. Mm. And then, um, and then we stayed in London for the second one and did get pregnant. Not saying that's what that's why. People are flocking to yeah. London now. Yeah. <laughs> Must have been in London to make the embryo and Could be a W11. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I'm not saying that's why, but I'm just saying that's what happened. Yeah, um, I think, you know, it's it's a tough one. And um, there's lots of reasons to go. There's lots of reasons mm-hmm. not to go. Yeah. I think it just depends on what you're comfortable with. A reader has written there. But thankfully, yes. We've heard from Lauren in L.A., 
how glamorous that is so glamorous I'm so excited and Lauren had this to say I started IVF in the UK and after it failed by twist of fate relocated to LA in 2017 fast forward to 2018 and we decided we had one more transfer left in us but the embryos were in the UK I had to fly back to the UK for my transfer and on the day after the transfer flew home to LA so that's one flight Mm -hmm. I am a nervous flyer (laughs) I got home to LA on the Thursday and then had an unavoidable work trip to Toronto the following Monday. So flew to Toronto for five days during the two week wait. And somehow in all of this, the transfer worked. Anyway, before all of this, I didn't want to go on the trip. I was anxious enough about the flight first. And I also wanted to be with my husband, but had no choice. And in actual fact, it ended up being a great distraction. And I don't think it had any detrimental effect. And probably if anything, the distraction helped me to get through. So there you go. So there's another view. And there's all of the many peoples that do IVF abroad. Or Yeah, exactly. Zipping back and forth, they so, are. Really, I should have gone to see my sister. I think you should have gone to see your sister. Yeah, yeah. Um, and anyway, so I thought we'd also ask Professor Tim because he's very knowledgeable about these things. He is. He is very knowledgeable. And this is what he had to say. So flying itself is not going to cause a problem with, um, with the embryo implanting as long as though being an altitude is going to stop the embryo implanting or anything at all like that. Obviously, there are plenty of people who are getting pregnant naturally who are flying around all the time and you know, wouldn't, even, wouldn't even know about it. Um, the thing about flying is really more about where you're going to and if you, have, if, if you were to have any complications in the place you were going to. Now, I guess this comes down more to the long-haul side of things. So the time when complications happen um, with, in IVF, particularly OHSS, tends to be after the egg collection um, and in the run-up to the pregnancy test side of things. Um, so therefore flying somewhere away from your clinic where you could be checked over if you're worried or if you have any symptoms may not be a good idea and obviously particularly if you're going maybe long haul to somewhere where you don't know what the healthcare system's like or maybe you can't even speak the language and sometimes we do get patients phoning in who have flown off somewhere and they, and they phone in and say they've got symptoms and you know what should they do I mean it's obviously difficult if we can't actually check them over and do some tests etc um the other sort of complications that can come on with IVF, which are much more uncommon than OHSS, would be things like uh, infection after the egg collection, so some sort of pelvic infection. And often that does come on around the time of the pregnancy test or, or after, um, in fact. So I think for flying, I'd say the bottom line is flying itself is not going to cause a problem. Uh, and it's more about um, where you're going to and um, if, you, if you were to have any complications, can you be checked over? Thanks, Professor Tim. I'll pack my passport. the end of the episode that's a wrap guys that was fun i hope you all enjoyed it do you feel like you learned a lot this episode i really did yeah did you i feel better educated as a result absolutely and that's the name of the game guys that's what it's all about knowledge is power happy shagging
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.